Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. It is the 20th of February at 8.30 a.m. Sunday morning. Welcome to the show. And just for people around the world, understanding the Emergency Act for those who don't, and of course for the rest of the world who weigh in on things they know nothing about. Thank you for joining me. Well, how is everybody doing on this fine Sunday morning? We got through the past few days here across southern Ontario with the cold weather and the wind whipping up and blowing the snow all over the place. And sometime this afternoon, we're going to be on the plus side of the temperatures, which is going to be a real good feeling today and of course in the family day tomorrow Monday and for those who are going to be partaking in the day off which I am going to be doing just that and it's supposed to be even a little bit more milder um, tomorrow thank you for joining me this morning it is 8.30 a.m. here in Southern Ontario, Canada. I am your host, Doug. Well, yeah, as you know, um, geez, the weather um, here has um, been really blustery, um, really cold temperatures. I think this morning, I think it was something like minus 10 with a wind chill of minus 17. But that is going to change the next couple of days. Like I was saying before we come on the show, we're going to be on the plus side of temperatures starting today and um, a little more milder tomorrow. As this is a long weekend um, here in Canada and in, in Ontario, basically too, uh, for those who want to partake in, in uh, family day. And that started oh, a few years ago um, with the provincial government um, creating this holiday because, you know, Christmas and then the March break, you know, it was a long period of time, you know, between a long weekend. So this is what they did. And uh, yeah, this is a long weekend for those who um, are going to be partaking in the day off tomorrow and you know have a family day get out there and enjoy the snow if you like to go tobogganing you like to go skiing snowshoeing cross-country skiing you 
get out there with the kids and make a snowman. By later today and this afternoon, that, that the snow should be packing enough that you should be able to to make a snowman. If not, tomorrow for sure, because it's even going to be a little bit milder out there. So, now, as you know, and of course you know, uh, because, you know, Canada is on the world stage for many reasons. Now, One thing um, yesterday, I think this is the topic here, or one of the things I want to talk about here. Anyway, so we see if this is this is one of them. Let's see what's happened here on this one here. Okay, now over the past few days, and. For, for, you know, for things to really get rolling here, um, you know, in uh, here in Ontario, um, the city of Ottawa, which is uh, Ottawa is the capital of Canada. That is the federal government uh, where our parliament buildings are. Now, since things have been progressing and it's been progressing really quickly. So far, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be probably, you know, give or take a few people, but I think it's going to be pretty close. And then we're going to, you know, whatever happens today and into Monday and then in a few days coming up, um, you know, first of all, You know, they have the lingering uh, protesters um, in Ottawa for what? I have no idea. You know, um, like I said last night on my show, the Karen Carnival has left town. It's over. So far, on an estimate, about 170 people um, have been arrested since the operation began Friday morning to remove the demonstrators from down from the downtown streets. So, fifty-three vehicles towed. Forty-six vehicles were removed from the secured area since Friday. Twenty-two license plates seized. Eleven commercial vehicle operator registrations. Suspended. Now, what that is, is called the CVOR. Every trucker has one. A commercial vehicle operator registration and also the company that the drivers work for. They have the commercial vehicle owner's registration. Now, what that is, is that when a, a truck is going in to the inspection stations, 
And if an inspection is going to be conducted, everything is is recorded on this documentation. So whether it was a minor violations, right up to serious violations uh, of the vehicle or vehicles, because the trailer is also classified as a vehicle because it has brakes. The driver also is in, is inspected for compliance, right? So from from minor defects to serious defects, it's all recorded on this commercial vehicle operator's registration. So when a driver goes to you know look for a new company to drive for, he or she can go to the Ministry of Transportation and get a copy of that commercial vehicle operator's registration along with their driving record. It's two separate documents. Because your driver's license, you know, and and it'll show obviously any violations that you've had, you know, go back six years. So in order to be a commercial vehicle operator driving a transport truck, you got to have a squeaky clean driver's license. So the businesses that we operate, whether we work for, whether we're an owner operator or we're a company driver, the company also has the commercial vehicle owner's registration. which means they are complying under all the rules and regulations, not just here across Canada, but also in order for their vehicles to travel into the United States. 10 sanctions under the Ontario Emergency Management and Civil Protections Act for commercial vehicles in other provinces. So any of these vehicles from out of province under the Civil Protections Act and these commercial vehicles in other provinces, 10 sanctions under them as well. And probably being that you will not be able to return back to Ontario. Now, along with, with, uh, these 170 plus arrests made so far. Two of the organizers still are held in custody until Tuesday is what's going to take place until that is cleared up. But that so far is what has been going on um, with um, Hey, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Whereabouts are you calling from? Uh, nothing special. Actually, I used this application uh, more than two in two days, so I didn't know how to rules and regulation. So I just call it. 
So I'm so sorry. I I, I can't believe that. Bye. Oh no. No, 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 you can stay out. We can, we can have a conversation. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so I'm, Please carry so, Yeah, so I'm Please just, you know, yeah, I'm just explaining to people, um, you know, the severity of, of what has been taking place here in Ontario, Canada over the past several weeks. And with the Federal Emergency Act that has been enacted, and what the government of Canada can do and cannot do, right? When, when a protest becomes illegal, because I mean, there's legal protests and everybody has that right in a democracy. Then it becomes the illegal protest when you have blockades and whatever instruments that, that you're using to block access. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate that, that's okay. So whatever you are using to obstruct, whether it's vehicles or other equipment, and what places that you are trying to obstruct, and that is a public roadway is illegal to begin with. You can't occupy a space for long periods of time with blockades, with no intentions of leaving for whatever your cause may be. Whether the Federal Emergency Act um, was needed or not, that is going to be be decided um, by other parties in the government and it's going to be decided more likely by the Supreme Court of Canada. Now, when you have people who have have blatantly disregard for laws in this country and, and, and you know, disregard uh, for other people's uh, rights and freedoms, which that also was taking place. And like I talked about last night, like I talked about on, on, on past shows, when, in fact, you are impeding somebody else's freedoms and liberties, that also is illegal. Impeding businesses in that area from opening impeding employees to go to work in those businesses is illegal, which is also taking place. When businesses could open up, those businesses could not.
You have the Center Town Shopping Mall that is down there that employs hundreds of people. And the businesses in those malls could not open up and those people could not go to work. Well, I thought this so-called protest was about dropping mandates and restrictions so everybody could open up. And meanwhile, they're impeding businesses and people from doing just that. Now, you know, I've, I've listened to people from around the world watching, you know, the, the, uh, the Trump administration or not Trump administration, but Trump's family, you know, like junior, junior Trump there weighing in on something that he has absolutely knows nothing about Canada's laws. McEnany, I think her McEnany or whatever her name is, was the press secretary of the Trump administration. You know who I'm talking about. She's on this talk show with some other ladies on there thinking that they know everything there is to know about what Canada's government can do and cannot do when they absolutely know nothing. They can weigh in whatever they want. They can have their opinions. But their opinions don't matter because they do not understand the laws of Canada. Now, the other thing here, ladies and gentlemen, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to things, you know, under the Federal Emergency Act, um, it's not just about moving out occupiers or protesters. It comes down to the infrastructure of the country. And that means border protection. Financial institutions. And also, one really important is that it prevents any other funding for monies to, to, to come through for these organizers from anywhere around the world, any kind of currency. that those proceeds can be seized by the courts and by the banking institutions, which can also freeze accounts, freeze bank accounts, 
corporate accounts, personal accounts, anybody involved in this occupation. Now, what kind of charges can be laid against these individuals? Now, some of the most high profile organizers of the protests against the government and the COVID-19 mandates are facing charges that include mischief and counseling to, to commit mischief. What does that actually mean? Here's a look at the significance of the mischief charges and the consequences the people charged may face. So we look at a mischief charge. So you're out there, you know, you might just be um, trespassing, right? So a mischief charge under the criminal code is extremely flexible covering a wide range of possible offenses from interfering with computer data to mischief endangering life or causing death. And the most common use of mischief in the context of protest relates to interference with someone's rights, either to work or access property or tools. And this is exactly what they've been doing is interfering with someone's rights, either to work or access property or tools. What is counseling to to, uh, commit mischief? Counseling involves leading or telling someone to commit mischief. Hold the line. You probably even heard these, these organizers telling you to hold the line. Don't move. Don't go anywhere. Stay where you are. Kicking a wall could result in a fine. Well, mischief... Well, mischief to the war memorial or blocking significant portions of the downtown could see up to 10 years of jail time. That war memorial in Ottawa is very, very sacred. It also is the tomb of the unknown soldier. And the conduct by some people jumping on it, defecating all over it. It was just appalling. Now, counseling to commit mischief should carry similar consequences to mischief itself. Well, the counseling charge could be taken more seriously and puts organizers like Tamara Litch and Chris Barber and uh, Patrick King of the of they're, they're the organizers and it has a lots of, of tentacles to it. Now, the fact of being charged starts with a process where a judge can set terms by which individuals are obliged to comply, you know, as seen in, in other protests in this particular ones, you know, charges are 
you know, charges are not that significant. Mischief to property is a petty low level crime and carries with a, a, a petty low level of sanctions. But once the police are able to charge, then they are able to arrest and detain. And then they have a bail hearing and the judge can further put in stipulations such as, such as get out of town. Pack your shit up and leave. There's only one that has been released so far on a $100,000 bail. Two still remain in jail and will not get their bail hearing until Tuesday. All their accounts have been frozen. This is part of the Federal Emergency Act. And like I said, for those who are weighing in and having your opinion, from anywhere in the world, oh, the Canadian government can't do that. You know nothing. Absolutely nothing. If this was just a simple mischief, misdemeanor. Do you think that these people would still be being held in custody? It's going to be kind of hard for them to come up with bail money when their accounts are frozen. One of them has a $1,700 hotel bill. Now they got a free, a free cot with hots. Three hot meals and a cot in a jail cell. That $1,700 bill still has to be paid. Somehow this individual is going to have to come up with whatever the judge determines what the bail is going to be. And under, and under the, the, uh, the mandates or the restrictions here, um, when it comes to the federal mandates, which the airlines are federally regulated. So at this point in time, if you are not vaccinated, you can't fly back and forth through this country. You can't take a train. You can't take another any other public transportation such as, you know, a, a, a chartered bus unless you are vaccinated. And this is it, this is just a few of what this indivi- uh, individual is facing. How is this individual going to get back to Alberta? Now she drove here. 
her vehicle will be in the impound. More than likely with the, uh, with the plates removed from the vehicle as well. No access to her bank accounts. See, all this money, all this money from the, the, the growth, uh, from the growth fund has all been seized. All of it, even the cryptocurrencies, all frozen. You know, you're looking at something like 20 million in currencies, all frozen. And some of these GoFundMe platforms saying, oh, Canada, Canada can't do that. You know, we'll find a way around it. No, because it's got to go into an institution, and that is a bank. And under the Federal Emergency Act, those funds will be frozen. No access to this money, period. And for those who, and for those who turned around, and, and uh, donated money, well, I guess you're just shit out of luck. Whether you get that money you're back, I don't know. I think that $20 million should be given to the, the residents in that area to the small business and restaurants in that area and the employees. That's where that money should go. Class action lawsuits. You know, it's ironic that, you know, one person, a citizen, a young lady, steps up and starts a class action lawsuit to have an injunction put in place to have the vehicles and transport trucks to stop blowing their air horns all day and all night. What, the, the, the municipality, the mayor couldn't have gone and done that? No, it took a citizen to go do it. It's pretty pathetic when a citizen has to do it and your own mayor of your city doesn't do that. He's supposed to be the mayor of Ottawa. He's, he's supposed to be there for the people, for the very people that voted him into office. But I know is it takes a citizen to go do this. There's also, you know, uh, and then on that, class action lawsuit it's it's something like over over 310 million in lawsuits 
against the protesters and the organizers. And they think they got financial problems now. The repercussions that they are going to face down the road is going to cripple them financially for a long period of time. And if not, the rest of their lives. People would think that this whole ordeal, this Karen Carnival was was legit, was legal. You're sadly mistaken. You know, Ottawa being the capital of Canada where you know, the apartment buildings are, you know, when it, when it comes to, you know, people, you know, disagreeing, you know, with, with government policy and stuff like that, you know, that is the place where people generally, you know, go and protest for decades, right? Peaceful protests all the time in Ottawa, all the time. They come and they go. Sorry, I missed you there. They come and they go. They say their peace and they go home. They don't come there with large equipment and barricade themselves in and barricade public spaces and have hot tubs and big tents and music and disturbing the peace 24-7. Hi, Draka. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm pretty well. It's a night time here in India. Yes, it's a, it's a sleeping time. It's a bedtime. Oh, oh okay. okay. Uh, it's, I think a lot of days have been not coming into live. What are, what are the reasons? Why you don't do live? Who doesn't do live? Uh, i seen. Uh, I didn't get any notification while doing live. I think a lot of days is happening. I think you have done any live show recently? I do live shows all the time. Uh, I think uh, you are busy in a Canada protest, I think. Are you participating in Canada protest, trucker protest? Well, it's, it's, it's the trucker's protest here in Canada is finished. Finished? Yes. Good. Good. What the government has said. Well, the, yeah. government, the, the government of Canada invoked the Federal Emergency Act. Uh-huh. Which means that... They, uh, uh, so what, so what happens is, um, being Ottawa, being the capital of Canada, they have several police forces that, that, uh, police, uh, different, 
uh, uh, jurisdictions. So from the federal level to the provincial level to the municipality level, right? So invoking these, these, these this emergency act, so the policing mm. at the federal level can now mm. also enforce the provincial laws. Mm. Right. I think so, uh, the U.S. I, I think the U.S. and Canada border is open right now. That I'm in Canada. Oh no, no, I'm saying that Canada and U.S. border has been closed due to unvaccinated uh, peoples. Present, the government has been uh, reopened the borders, uh, Canada and the USA. Yes, all the borders are open. Uh, every, how are you doing? Every, every border that is, that is open uh, from uh, from out west all the way here to uh, southern Ontario and and, and abroad. Um, Nobody under the Federal Emergency Act can go yes. and, and, and block these these borders again. I think it's the weekend today. Are you free today? Yeah, this is this this the, the weekend. Yeah, it's uh, we have a holiday mm-hmm. tomorrow too. Oh, yeah, exactly. Tomorrow yeah, Monday is a holiday. Yeah, Monday is a holiday. They call it Family Day. Oh, it's family day. Yeah, family day here, here across uh, Ontario and other parts of the uh, provinces, oh, whoever they partake in this. So. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's good, a nice yeah. little, it's a nice little holiday in, between Christmas and the March break. Yes, of course. If India also like this, we'll be very happy because we don't celebrate like family holidays. The government also should learn from Canada or Indian government also. Oh yeah. You know, like, you know, we have the traditional holidays, of course, you know, when it comes to Christmas and Easter, um, you know, things like that, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, this one was, this particular holiday was okay. put in place, I think, probably, oh, it's got to be 10 years now, you know, since okay, that. Okay. Uh, okay. Just since I'm this, eating my, just have a. Just I'm having my lunch, Trucker. Just I'll uh, call you back. So thank you for inviting me, Trucker. Just I'm you're having welcome. lunch now. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Trucker. Yeah. Thank you. Let's see how easy that is, ladies and gentlemen. Call and say hi. That's okay. You know. So that's. You know, basically, um, you know, I mean, they're still, you know, clearing. They got, they, they really have, have most of, of, of the streets um, cleared out. Um, still scratching my head of, of, of wondering why, you know, people are even still there in Ottawa. Um, protesting what? I have no idea. Um, I talked last night about, you know, the mandates and um, restrictions um, being being lifted here in the province of Ontario. Now, other provinces here in Canada um, they have their own timelines. Um, they have, you know, whatever restrictions that um, um, they're 
they're doing um, already. So, um, two days ago, well, actually more than that now because it's Sunday, so the 17th of um, So the 17th of this month, um, all these um, restrictions being lifted. Um, so February the 17th, um, increasing the social gathering limits to 50 people indoors and 100 people outdoors. That's like private residence right increasing organized public events to 50 people indoors with no limit outdoors and removing the cap uh the capacity limits in the following indoor public settings where proof of vaccination is required including but not limited to restaurants bars and other food and drink establishments i mean if you go if i go to the mall today a local mall today the entire food court is wide open I can go sit in a small restaurant, full capacity. But what is still in place is the vaccine um, passport until March the 1st. And then that'll be lifted. And today's what, the 20th? It's 28 days in February, so eight days, so a week. One week. You will no longer need the 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 uh, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, COVID uh, the COVID certificate proof of vaccination. So why are these people still there? Some people still there in Ottawa, you know, you, you know, you're just making a bunch of fools of yourselves. You're holding the line for who I have no idea because who you, who you thought were your heroes just became a bunch of zeros and they were never your heroes to begin with. Oh, the truckers are going to save the day. This, this fringe of truckers are going to save the day. You know, it's like Superman, you know, what are they like superheroes? Absolutely not. You take a look around who your heroes are. And those heroes, and, and number one on my list, are our frontline workers. Those are the heroes. All the sacrifices and trials and tribulations that they have gone through for you. You 
You know, like I said, you know, March, so March 1st, lifting capacity limits and all remaining indoor public spaces. So that basically is saying that on March 1st, all restrictions will be lifted here in Ontario, Canada. That doesn't mean the entire country. The masking re uh, requirements will remain in place. And they're talking mid-March that the masking requirements will also be lifted. But while this car Karen Carnival was going on for the past three weeks, all these things were already being put in place, but that was not good enough for these anti-government anti protesters. Because nothing is ever good enough for them, ever. Nothing will satisfy them. Even if they get a couple things that they wanted see some change but nothing satisfies them anyways they probably don't even vote is my guess you're anti-government why if you're an anti-government why the hell would you vote and i've always said if you don't vote you don't have the right to bitch about what the government does If you can't X the spot and vote for somebody, then what are you complaining about? I think it was estimated with these border blockades, estimated uh, somewhere, uh, in, in a figure of uh, 400 million a day in lost economic. Not just here in Canada, but also in the United States. The busiest border crossing here in North America is the Windsor Detroit crossing approximately 8,000 trucks a day 24 7 365 days a year crosses that border for every essential items that you need Everything. People thought that was okay to blockade international borders. Absolutely ridiculous. And what are they not understanding? You think this is not going to hurt them neither? It did them nothing. It did them no good. It didn't accomplish a damn thing.
this is over. Ladies and gentlemen, it's done. They will clear out whoever is still left there, whether they leave peacefully or they'll be arrested. That's going to be their choice. But this is done. It's all finished except for the crying. And I'm not going to be the I'm not going to be the one that's going to be crying here, because these individuals are going to get a what for. And it's going to cost them dearly. And that's their problem, not mine. Now, what I was going to say is be careful what you wish for. Now, <laughs> you know, Now, you know, under this, this, this federal emergency act, I mean, in short here, they, you know, they could have, if, if, if they wanted to, they could have potentially even included the military, but that wasn't going to happen. It's not the first time the military has been used you know, in an action such as this. This Federal Emergency Act is revamped from the Federal Emergency War Act, which was used three times in this country, the Federal War Act. And that was the First World War, the Second World War, and in 1970, when Pierre Trudeau, the father of Justin Trudeau, who is prime minister today, invoked the Federal uh, Emergency War Act. A lot of changes were made to this emergency act, the Federal Emergency Act. Which, the, which, you know, people think, oh, it's an overreach by the government. No, it's not an overreach by the government. People can argue that all day. You know, and, and, with, and then, it, you know, it, has, it also has the directive called the Emergency Economic Measures Order. And this is where the banks
can freeze accounts that are linked to the convoy protests, which they have done just that. You know, so this, this, you know, this includes the financial entities like credit unions, co-ops, loan companies, trust and cryptocurrency platforms. And freezing your personal bank accounts. Now, you think about this, ladies and gentlemen. These organizers were able to raise all this money. And you think that this was going to the truck drivers? You'd have to give your head a shake. These organizers are part of the far-right movements from extremists to separatists. That's who these organizers are. If they have this hands on all this money, that was to fund their own political agendas. Whatever agendas they had. This is going to any of the truckers. I mean, you have to give your head a shake. Even one of the, even one of the organizers was even trying to start a, a cryptocurrency just for himself. They had this so-called they they, they had this so-called war wallet. And they want to have funds in that, in that, you know, for anybody who would, you know, attack them, me, me, uh, meaning verbally attacking them and smearing them. Well, they, they, you know, have done that themselves. They've smeared themselves already from the past. I never supported, I never supported this from the get-go because I heard of them and known of them, who these organizers are. I thought, great. You know, they're raising all this money for their own cause. And even that first $1 million that got released, that's also seized. They have zero dollars. All that money donated from around the world, ladies and gentlemen, is in the hands of the Canadian government. All of it. Good luck, good luck trying to get it back.
Now, you know, so this emergency act said, like I said, these measures are designed to target key, key sources of funding. And it makes me laugh, you know, especially with the one, uh, give, send, go, you know, when they were, um, after GoFundMe, um, canceled, um, all the, uh, donations. And then they tried to go to give, send, go. And then that, that was all frozen uh, by, by the Canadian government. And then they weighing in that, you know, we don't recognize Canada's laws and we're going to get this money to these people any way that we possibly can. Well, I guess they got the memo. That's not going to happen. Like I said, people, you know, you can weigh in whatever you want. You can have your opinion on whatever you want. You're opinionated on the laws and the rules and regulations here in Canada. You better do your homework. And if you don't do your homework, then mind your own business. It's the sovereignty of this country. And everything about it is going to be upheld. It's unbelievable. And not only with when it comes to, you know, when it comes to uh, freezing accounts, they're even talking, you know, it can freeze corporate accounts. And those corporate accounts are businesses, trucking, trucking businesses or any businesses that are supporting this. Can also have their bank's accounts frozen. So everybody is to cease and desist, period. You know, when, when I, when I see, when I, when I see people out there, like I said earlier, you know, um, the, the ex press, uh, secretary uh, of the Trump administration and her little gathering with whoever weighing in on Canada's laws when they know nothing about it. And how in the world would anybody even think that this was a legal protest?
If they came on the first weekend and left, it would be legal. But by barricading and using any types of, of machineries or vehicles to barricade yourselves, and stay put is illegal. Nobody can block a roadway with anything under the under the uh, Highway Traffic Act. That would make it illegal. Whether people looked at it and said, oh, it's a peaceful protest. When you don't even know half of the shit that was going on here. All the laws that were broken. Makes it an illegal protest. For your information. This action is finished. And so are the organizers. I want to thank you for taking the time to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. It is Sunday the 20 of February tomorrow here across Ontario is family day. It is a day off for a lot of people, including myself. So take care, be safe and stay out of trouble. Have yourself a great day, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. This is the Truckers Podcast. For your information.